meet the motherboard. Five warrior moms, 12 kids, and that includes two sets of twins. And a whole lot of opinions. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much um, for joining us at the motherboard today. Uh, We will be presenting you a motherboard snack. Um, And I have with me Melody Keela. Hey, Melody. Hi, Whitney. And I am obviously Whitney Lake Green. Um, and today, Melody and I are going to cover 10 things we would tell first-year law student us if we got the chance. Um, so hopefully, this might be helpful to um, some law students or um, some folks who might be thinking about going to law school. Um, okay, so, all right, so for my um, first tip, um, I think I would say, uh, you know, if I could go back to tell, especially myself in particular, that um, people will probably underestimate you and you should find a way, you know, to make that, you know, an advantage for you. I think obviously no one is seeing me as we're talking, but a lot of times I got that sort of, you know, stereotypical dumb blonde or I, you know, overheard somebody one referring to me as law school Barbie. Um, and oh so... <laughs> You know, when people say those kinds of things about you, it doesn't necessarily instill a lot of confidence in yourself and in a situation that's already sort of overwhelming because everyone is super smart and really intelligent. So um, I think I had to find a way to kind of take that and make it an advantage for me. Um, And for me, it happened because I found that I was really good at oral argument and we had a 1L competition um, for the 1L class for oral argument that I was lucky to win. And so through that, I kind of found, you know, this is my thing. This is something I'm good at. And so, you know, maybe and and I think I also it was it was kind of funny to see. I feel like people's perceptions about me changed through that. So um, I, if I could go back to tell me and I think, you know, mine was maybe that specific thing and it could also be that my own insecurities that I was projecting those on other people and maybe assuming to a certain degree that they had those thoughts about myself. So I would just say that whatever it is you're insecure about, because I think everybody has it, um, you know, use that to your advantage, find a way to let that fuel you and make you work harder to be better. Um, Because I think that it definitely did that for me and that that has been a huge benefit for me since I started practicing because I will you know, I will outwork whoever it is to find the right answer and to get the good result. And that's, you know, I think how how you're successful once you're practicing. Yeah. And I think that um, isn't it isn't it so gratifying when you prove somebody wrong, when you work really hard and you think, you know, you, you succeed at whatever you're doing and you just think to yourself, like, yeah, you didn't think I could do that, but I did, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's great. It's great when you have, you know, mentors and champions who have been cheering you along to be like, yes, you know, they thought I could do it and I did it. But you're right. It's also like super nice to have people who, you know, are like, oh, she's, you know, she's just stupid or she's young or she doesn't know what she's doing. It's fun to be like, OK, watch this. I've sort of had that problem um, all my life, um, especially now, too, because I look I have like a really young looking face. Like I still get carded for alcohol, <laughs> which is insane to me. And not so, a problem, by the way, as we get older. Yes. A big I think benefit. better about it now. But, you know, people do, I think, assume like, oh, she's just out of law school or she's super young and doesn't know what she's doing. And so to your point, like use that to your advantage and, and sort of surprise them and, and, you know, catch them off guard. So one of my most important, I guess, tips for, a law student would be, um, you know, 
like everybody, when you go to law school, I was constantly lost and didn't know what the heck I was doing or, or what anything meant. And I am somebody who has, you know, it, it takes a lot for me to go into somebody that is a superior to me to ask a question, especially when like, I don't know the answer to it because I just, I just don't like feeling vulnerable like that or stupid. But I made a point in law school to go talk to my professors, you know, every week, even if I didn't have a real question, even if it was just like, hey, here's my pretend question, even though I already know the answer to. I did this sort of obviously for teaching in some, you know, teaching and learning in some aspects, but also to sort of try to build a relationship. And it ended up paying off uh, because I ended up getting a bunch of teaching um, assistant positions the second year. And I'm not really quite sure. Like I did really well. Um, on my exams that I got those chances in, but I don't know that I was like the top person that, you know, that, that aced the exam. And, and I think that my relationship with these professors, even though it was sort of professional and I wasn't like the chit chatty kind, like talking about life, you know, I think that they sort of maybe got to know me. And I like to think that that's why. So I think it's really important to try to build any kind of relationship with your professor because, you know, they don't know who you are when they're looking at a paper uh, or your your test, for example, right? They just have your number. But I got to know one of my professors sort of well enough that when he, when I was a 3L, I was taking his federal jurisdiction class and he actually called or emailed me to say, I'm not supposed to say this, but was your test number this? Because like he knew me, you know, and he got to know me through the years. And I do think that, you know, to this day, he's still a reference and he calls us sometimes. Um, so I think that's really something important to do that that you should try to do when you're a law student. I think that is a great point. Um, and actually, my second um, tip. So well, I guess this would be our third one. Um, what? But the next one I was going to say was to take advantage of the access you get to law school to um, you know, lawyers, judges, legal scholars, because I feel like I, it sounds like unlike you, did not do as good of a job um, with the opportunities that I had. I was in an in of court that's based um, here in Atlanta as a law student. And, you know, in this in of court, we would have meetings and there would be Georgia Supreme Court justices, Georgia, you know, appeals court judges, state court judges, all these, you know, our law school professors who were amazing and these, you know, big time, uh, you know, named partners at law firms in Atlanta. And I would spend my time talking to the law students and it's like, what were you doing? Um, And part of that is I was intimidated, you know, by those people. And I didn't know how to go and introduce myself and, you know, try to make conversation, although I'm sure they would have been very open. That's why they're participating in those sorts of things. Um, But I think, you know, and the same thing with professors, I made some, I had some relationships with our professors through doing, mock and mock trial and moot court and that kind of thing. But I feel like I didn't take advantage of it probably as much as I should have um, when you've, you know, and now I would kill for those sorts of opportunities to talk to people and pick their brain and, and find out what they think about things. So I think, um, I think that's a great point. Well, and to piggyback off of that for my second, which is our fourth tip, you know, I was the opposite of you. Like I, it sounds like I spent way too much time studying and I was like, so I like literally I had no social life when my, when I met my husband at law school, um, he would, he would be like, Oh, Hey, let's go do something. And I'm like, no, I'm studying, you know, it's, it's, it's fun of me about it. Um, 
So I didn't make very many friends in law school. You know, I talked to some people and there were some people that I have connections with still just because we went to the same school and I'm in a different state now, which I think gives me a benefit. You know, if they need somebody in Georgia, they sort of look for me. But I, that's one thing I didn't do good enough. I did not establish relationships with my peers, which now I know is very important because, you know, I have had two cases referred to me from somebody I was in contact with and had a relationship with. And imagine if I had been in, you know, had a relationship with 20 people instead of just two or three, you know, my network could have been a lot bigger. And so my advice to, you know, law students is it's important to study and studying is very, you know, very important to your, your grade and in what people think of you after you get out of law school. But it's also very important to establish relationships with your peers because you never know, you know, if they're going to work somewhere that you want, you know, to have as a client in the future or, or whatever. Uh, yeah, totally agree with you. And that it's kind of funny how these are like flowing together. We didn't plan this, by the way, everyone. But um, <laughs> but I think that that goes naturally um, into my next tip, which is our fifth tip. Um, and that was uh, to not get bogged down in law school drama and to be nice to everyone. Um, I think and I've heard lots of people say this. So I know that hopefully this is not unique to me. But, you know, law school is such a fishbowl. Um, it, it's a, so small, such a small environment if you're used to coming from like the enormous world of undergrad and everybody is under all of this pressure and everyone is really, you know, just stressed to the max. And, you know, I think almost everyone at law school went from being the smartest person at wherever they came from. And now everyone in the room is the smartest person. And so suddenly maybe you're not quite as smart as you thought you were before <laughs> you came to law school. Um, and so I think because of that kind of pressure and stress, it can create a very middle school sort of environment um, and lend itself to drama. And that's a it's like such a waste of your energy to spend time doing that. And B, you know, more importantly, you have no idea who from your law school class is going to turn out to be that judge um, that you're in front of or, you know, opposing counsel and you need a favor or a potential client, you know, who you could pitch for business. Um, I mean, I know that I have had people who said some unkind things about me in law school who have then approached me about helping them get a job at our firm. Um, <laughs> you know, and so I, I, and I've wondered to myself, like, gee, I wonder if they've like rethought, you know, any of that since. Um, and, and I think that I think that that's true. For everyone. So I would say be nice to everyone. And it's and you know what? It's just not that hard to be nice to people and, um, you know, try to resist kind of getting sucked into that drama, even though, you know, we're all human and, and I totally understand how it happens. But just with the benefit of hindsight, I think that it's such a waste of of energy um, to to kind of play into that. Yeah, I agree. I, I was not involved in any law school drama, but that's because I didn't have any friends. <laughs> so to sort of piggyback on a little bit on what you just said, one of the things, you know, I would tell a law student is you will feel dumb when you're in law school. <laughs> Probably every single day that you're in a class, you will feel dumb. Right. Um, and, and that's normal. That's normal because you're learning a new a totally new area of obviously, you know, uh, of law that you've never even heard of before, probably. But also because it's just a different method. You know, they're called the, the professors are calling on you. You don't even really know what they're going to talk about. You know, sometimes they ask the most obscure questions that you're like, well, I didn't read that in this case, you know, um, and, and 
I am the type of person who I think, you know, like, like we've talked about, I am very prepared. I do better when I'm prepared. You know, if I know my facts, if I know everything, I'm prepared. So law school was really terrifying for me because the idea of getting called on and like not knowing the answer, like, oh my gosh, that was so terrifying. <laughs> it's okay. And every, even the people who raise their hand and act like they're so cool and like they know everything or they're just so comfortable, they're, they're not, com- they're not comfortable. They feel <laughs> dumb too. They feel dumb. Um, and, and that's normal. And just know that when you're feeling dumb, that's like what that's what law school is supposed to do. It's supposed to teach you how to think in a way that you've never learned before. And one day outside of law school, it will all make sense <laughs> one day. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, I totally um, I totally agree with you. Um, also, just as like a practice tip, like people think gunners are annoying. So like try not to be the person who's constantly raising your hand. People do think they're annoying. And I think that's sort of how law school drama starts. You know, it's, oh, my God, Mary's raising her hand again, you know, and, and like. But, you know, it, it's it's oh law school. I loved law school. Did you like law school? I did. You know, I did. I think. Um, and I met some of my very, very best friends um, in law school. I probably spent too much time socializing and not um, quite enough time studying, although I you know, was fortunate to have done well um, in spite of myself, I guess. OK. And so for our next um, tip, I think we're on number seven. Um, my next one was to come to law school open minded. Um, be prepared, you know, to change your mind about things, be prepared to change your view about things. Um, I think, and I don't, that's not necessarily related to practice, although it could be, you know, come with an open mind about the kind of work you want to do, because the truth is you probably don't know, um, when you go to law school, unless you're someone who comes with a work background. And so maybe you've got some work experience that gives you a more informed opinion. I mean, I know I went to law school to be a human rights lawyer and then quickly discovered that those are not jobs that people are hiring anyone to do for the most part. And now you're arguably doing the opposite of that. You're a <laughs> now I represent, you know, Fortune 5 companies um, for a living, and I love it. So, um, you know, I think so be open-minded about that. But I also think be open-minded to, you know, hear points of view that you haven't heard before and to change, you know, your worldview on things. I think I'm so grateful for the opportunity in law school to hear people who came from so many different kinds of backgrounds and who have so many different opinions. And um, I, I think I've, I've changed my opinion on so many things in law school, but also after law school based on meeting so many different kinds of people. So I think um, it's such a great opportunity to sort of soak up the melting pot that kind of is is there in law school and to learn um, and it helps, you know, make you a more well-rounded person. So I think that's important. I do think that um, law schools do a pretty good job of, of doing that, of getting a diverse group of people in one class, because I mean, you had in our in our class, probably in yours, too, you have, you know, people who are working and going to school at the same time, people who have kids people who are just like me, like just out of college, you know, different. Like it, it was a really great opportunity to hear different perspectives. Um, so number eight uh, for me would be to pay attention to the dreaded research and writing class that you have. Um, God, I, I loved my professor. I hated the class. I thought it was so boring. Uh, you know, the Westlaw research that you had to do. <laughs> then we also had to go do, I don't even know what they call it. I, I totally forgot. Like I blocked that out of my mind where you had to like go 
find the little cards and like go find the book in the actual library. Nobody does that now, but <laughs> if if you learn it, pay attention because one of the most surprising things I learned very quickly after after you know getting a job at a law firm is that you know ninety percent of my job is writing. Whether it is writing an email to a client, uh, writing reports to clients, writing briefs, you name it. I mean, that's literally all we do is write. So <laughs> I cannot emphasize enough how important that is. And, and, you know, I just did research on Westlaw today. So the yeah. stuff that you think is just not like this is so stupid and pointless. It's it, there is a purpose for it. I agree with you so much. And I remember I mean, it's been so long since I was in law school now, but I remember like it was yesterday thinking that like writing a memo and writing a brief were like the dumbest things I had done, um, you know, ever. And it is, I mean, it's literally one of the few things you do in law school that you actually do in real life. Um, yes. Even something as annoying and silly as like blue book citing, you know, certainly listen, am I like site, you know, blue book checking my sites to the same degree you have to when you're taking legal re research and writing, like certainly not. Um, but it is a skill you have to do. And you, and if you work on it in law school, you won't spend time trying to figure it out um, when you're in practice. And I will also say that I know lots of lawyers who are very judgy about people who can't blue book correctly. Uh, my best friend from law school was a journal editor Um and now when she like sees people's briefs, she immediately is like, oh, so-and-so can't even like cite this case correctly. And, you know, I noticed <laughs> it right off the bat. So, um, yeah, I totally agree with you about that. Uh, okay. So our number nine tip is, and this kind of goes in line, I guess, with, with my first tip, but don't make assumptions about who the smart, you know, the in quotes smart kids in your class are. Um, or who in your class is going to turn out to be successful because you, I mean, you have no idea who is going, you know, to be, um, like I said earlier, no idea who's going to be the client or the judge or the boss. I mean, we've had people from my class, um, who, you know, have worked in the white house. I mean, we've had so many people who've done so many different things and, you know, the truth is, especially in your first year, you know, I think a lot of the people that for whatever reason you assume who look smart or you assume, you know, based on, like you said, they raise their hand a lot in class that like they're the smartest people in your class. It doesn't turn out to work that way. Um, and also, you know, that who are doing the best in law school doesn't always translate, you know, to the most successful later in life. So I think, um, you know, I think, like I said earlier, it goes in line with just being nice and don't make those, you know, assumptions about people because you never know which relationship will be the relationship that is important to you. That's very true. So my last tip or, or advice, I guess, um, sort of what we've talked about is that law school really just doesn't prepare you at all for the practice of law, which is sort of insane if you think about it, <laughs> that you spend three years of your life and then you get out and you don't know what the heck you're doing. Um, but you know, it's just sort of try to figure out what you want to do with yourself. I think it's really important to try to get jobs in the summer, you know, when you're not in law school anymore to try to really figure it out. Like I, for example, you know, my first job, I, I, I thought that, you know, it, funny, funny looking back now because it was civil defense. I went to go work for the city attorney um, in Los Angeles. And, and a lot of what I was doing was, you know, trip and falls on the sidewalks that they were, you know, having, you know, people were claiming like, oh, the tree root may ruin the sidewalk. 
Um, and so that really, it gives you an opportunity to learn what kind of the practice, you know, what kind of law you like to practice and sort of what maybe it'll look like. Um, but I think that, you know, when you arrive at your first job after law school, you are not the only one who doesn't know what the hell, what you are not the only one who doesn't know what the heck they're doing. You are not alone. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree. Um, my first summer, I was actually supposed to go on a study abroad um, to Brussels. And then unfortunately, our professor who's going to take us on the trip passed away. And so they canceled the program at the last minute. And, and so I had to kind of scramble to find something to do. Um, but I ended up working in the DA's office. And at the time I thought that I might want to be um, a prosecutor. And so I worked with the chief ADA that summer who was amazing and gave me like such like really kind of threw me in and let me be involved as much as you can be as a law student who's not a lawyer yet. But I learned through that, you know, working on, cause he sort of said, if you think you want to do this, you've got to see if you can do this. And so I helped him on a murder case, you know, I helped him on a sexual assault case. And I really learned from doing that, that, it turns out that was not what I wanted to do, um, that I just, you know, I am like I, sensitive, not in the sense necessarily that like it's easy to hurt my feelings, but sensitive into that, you know, I would worry about those things and think about those cases when I went home. And so I kind of had to say, you know, I don't know that as I you know, have a family and have kids and stuff that this that it's such a heavy job. I think it really takes a special kind of person to do that job. And I wasn't sure that I could compartmentalize my life and kind of say, okay, that's my work and then come home and leave it behind. Um, but I'm really grateful for the opportunity because I had the chance to figure that out before I was um, in, you know, the real in air quotes work world. And so I was able to have that experience, which kind of showed me that I really loved litigation still, but maybe on the, on the civil side um, is a better fit for me and which has fortunately worked out. <laughs> So, all right. Well, I think um, that's our top 10. Um, and, you know, thank you guys so much for listening to The Snack and stay tuned to the next episode. Thank you for listening to the motherboard. Thank you for listening to the motherboard. Thank you for listening to the motherboard. Five returning mothers. Never bored.